This episode is brought to you by Truth Table. Pre-order Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at truthtable.com. This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible and by Penguin Young Readers, publishers of children's books for all readers. Our mission is to ignite a universal passion for reading by creating books for everyone. Visit penguinrandomhouse.com. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, see How you doing, girl? I am doing. It is 2022 of the year of our Lord. And uh, wow. Wow. Q never would have made it. You said you're ready for Christmas. I'm ready for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't even. <laughs> I, I am re- I'm ready for the summertime. This is like, I think that's I what ready I'm for ready that. for. You I know, I, we, I stay ready for some for some sun out here. Yes. So what, what what you got going on in your world? Well, I'm glad to be back at the table. Season six of Truth's Table. My, my, my. My, my, my. my. Never mm-hmm. would have made it. That's for sure. But yeah, six seasons. Y'all, we've been doing this. This is like we the we OGs at this point <laughs> in the Jesus. land of podcasting. You ain't lying about that. That's unheard of. We OGs. I think I think one of the blessings is that we didn't know a whole lot about podcast culture when we started, and so it was like okay. And so now I realize, oh, I guess that's a very long time to be time. podcasting and to have people still listening. And so thank you to those who are thank listening. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Because honestly, this table is built um, by Black women and for Black women. It would not, um, we would not be able to continue without y'all sitting at the table. Um, and of course, we're grateful for our standing room section people. We thank y'all for holding up the wall and thank you. <laughs> we're grateful. Thank you. Seriously, you know, there's there's so many podcasts to choose from these days. So many. And yes, Truth Table is a niche. We have a particular, you know, Mm -hmm. um, corner of the market. But still, you know, um, thank you for sticking with us all of these seasons. It's not a small thing. Gratitude is always in order. And, you know, the place where I learned about gratefulness, gratefulness. Is flowing in the from your heart? Flowing from my heart, okay? is <laughs> certainly in the church of uh, of my foremothers and forefathers. And so I'm, I am geeked about this kickoff series. You know, we fancy sometimes we decide to go into it, doing a little series here and there. And so we have a series for y'all uh, starting off this particular season, number six. And so, Kimberly, why don't you tell the people about what this series is going to be about? Oh my goodness. Okay, y'all. It's the state of the Black church. That's how we are kicking off season six. And now, you know, this is a different season. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that we are starting off with a series that, that is, that is, um, on par for true stable. That's probably by God's grace will not change. Um, but you know, we usually do brand new artwork for every season and we do have new artwork. It is our book cover. But Come honestly, now. Honestly, see, I just which pre-order, pre-order day, true statement. Pre-order, pre-order. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Stand <laughs> up. But you know, see, I just had a thought like, man, like 
I wish we could have done some uh, cover art because you know our goals in life is to be a church mother. And I show enough would have <laughs> Kay Robinson, shout out to Aaron, our illustrator, have us on the mother's bench moaning. Listen, listen, that would have been the artwork. If there's ever a time to be moaning and rocking on the mother's bench, it's out in it's out in this world right now. It is it is wild out here. It is wild out here. Oh, I just literally that thought came to mind. I was like. Oh, I wish we could. Have done yeah, yeah, yeah. But, really, yeah. really cool church fans. I mean, there's so many things that we could have done with that for sure. So many things, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful book cover. Oh yes, um, As- so, absolutely. So yeah, so we wanted to kick a kick it off with the state of the black church, and um, <laughs> you know, and just talk about should, should I go into like the different. You know, yeah, um, go for it. Let, let 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 the people know what, yeah. what is uh, on the buffet, on the menu. Yes, yes. Okay, so this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, with the introduction, we're going to talk about our own relationship to the Black church and all of the things. Um, but in the subsequent episodes, we'll be talking about Black church history, okay? We'll be talking about apologetics in the church, uh, Black church worship, uh, Black church preaching, uh, we're going to talk about data. So we're going to get yeah. our, um, our our data people at the table. Yeah, yeah. And um, also about ch- and also about church hurt and um, yes. uh, uh, spiritual abuse as well. So we've yes. got a lot on the table and we're excited about all the voices, all the people uh, that you will get to hear from for this season. I'm telling you what, uh, I just I just want to say it publicly. This is quite the list of of people coming to the table Listen. to start off this particular series. Just wanna just wanna be clear about that. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, the clients that are coming through with a yes, I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. No, it's been really a treat to record these episodes, y'all. Absolutely. So if you're not a patron supporter, you will want to be one, y'all. So that you can on. see us sitting at the table with these people that we, these fellow saints that we respect, love, admire, who we have learned from and are learning from. It was, it's been thus far, the interviews have been really, really great, really informative. Um, and I'd say life-giving. Um, oh yeah, that's far. Sure. We've done a lot of interviews, and so so we we okay. some some good ones when they when when we when we feel it when we're in. Facts, it. <laughs> facts, facts. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'm so eager for them to hear the different voices and experience what we experience listening, and you know, and part of the reason why we're doing this kind of the the state of the black church. You no, know, Kimberly, it reminds me of um, gosh, I don't know, was it like 20, 25 years ago when. Tavis Smiley would have like yes. this, this like the state of Black America and the Come state on, of the Black Church. Tavis. And and um and when you would, you know, we I would watch it. I think it came on like PBS actually. And mm-hmm. um and it would, you know, you would have like anywhere between like eight and twelve people on the stage, and it was just this grand affair of pontification and colloquialisms and, Listen, we, <laughs> and, we, and we, we need it again. Rapping and rhyming. Exactly, exactly. And it was just it was enlivening to watch, and I don't know of many other spaces that are still doing that. That where yeah. we, where there's still that opportunity to come together for those like town hall family meeting discussions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I remember I re- really really remember them, and they certainly kind of were a, a feature in my own development. Mm-hmm. So this is a this is a bit of a nod and a tribute, I think, to the the town hall meetings, the Black Family Town Hall meeting as well. And so I was excited to to try to put this particular series into action. So let me start with this, E. What, what does the Black church mean to you? 
Oh, goodness. Good, uh, b- not goodness. 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 <laughs> Beautiful goodness. and goodness. 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 <laughs> First, I want to make up words. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I think about the black church. I think about, I don't know, like the black church is like a mother to me. Um, when I think about how I came to faith, you know, I, uh, and I, I, I talk about this briefly in the book. I don't go too too deep into it. Um, might be in my decolonized chapter or maybe the colorism chapter. I talk a bit about um, my, a little bit of my church upbringing, uh, being you know uh, the daughter of Nigerian immigrants who um, came here and were um, how can I say were proselytized by Lutherans, white Lutherans um, from the Lutheran Missouri Synod and my. Um, my grandfather was a pastor in the Lutheran Missouri Synod there in Nigeria. Um, and then when my parents came over, they remained in the Lutheran Missouri Synod, just, you know, staying within their denomination. But that's a white denomination. And so I grew up, we were the only black family, only black, only Democrats in the, <laughs> in the congregation. And you know, in white churches, that matters. Cause you know that matters. Listen, so, they cut up. <laughs> they cut up. They cut up, child. So, um, so knowing the creeds, the, conve- the confessions, I did have the fundamentals of the faith, but I, I did not have a saving faith, you know? So, you know, I was baptized as a child, acolyte, all those things, but I did not have a saving faith. Like, and I remember in college being like shook, like, gosh, if Jesus were to come back right now, I would not be going with him. Right. Cause I, I knew Jesus could come back any moment. Cause I knew, <laughs> I knew that much about the faith and I knew that I wasn't in Christ. And that was really scary for me. And so I remember the next day I went to church, went to this um, non-denominational black Baptist Pentecostal church called Hope's House Christian Ministries. That's what I'm talking about. Come on now. (laughs) And the pastors are Pastor Andreas um, Humphrey and Pastor Charles Humphrey. And I remember just, it felt like I heard the gospel for the first time. And something just changed and the scales were removed from my eyes. And I was able to really and truly see the beautiful light of the gospel. Uh, Pastor Dre gave the altar call. I do not remember the sermon. She gave the altar call and I went down to the altar and came to faith. And I started running for Jesus since then. That was back in 2004. I ain't ashamed for about how long I've been in, in the faith. That's all right. That's okay. You know <laughs> It was back in 2004. I was a senior in college. Um, it was like my last semester, actually. Mm. So I was like, right, <laughs> right at the 11th hour, I was like, let me get off my debauchery and hotness. But you know, <laughs> let me get off my debauchery. <laughs> but you know, the Lord came and, and saw about me and got me in. Honestly, mm. when I, I left that altar, I ran for Jesus and have been running for Jesus ever since. Like, it was like, when I tell you, when we talk about salvation being a decisive breach and break from sin, then I'm not talking about it being linear and that you don't stumble and fall, but it has been just a, a continue, continual um, evidence of God's faithfulness toward me, <laughs> that it's God that keeps us um, and not necessarily us keeping ourselves. Oh, this is for sure. So, um. so, yeah, so that is where I came to faith. That is where I cut my teeth. That is where I learned to pray. That is mm. when I learned to intercede. Uh, that is where I learned to read the Bible, to teach the word, the importance of having um, a personal relationship with the Lord. What I learned, the importance of prophecy and laying on the hands and that's where. <laughs> so I think of the black church as my mother, 
you know, um, in the faith. And so, and that's where I have remained by God's grace um, ever since then. So this is not, um, so th- I think the reason why we're having this, this uh series is because we love the black church. We, well, we love, we're church women, period, but we love the black church um, and our own connection to the church. How about you, C? Why? You know, give, give <sighs> us your own black church receipts. Why this season? <laughs> and what, maybe why now? Anyway, we're six seasons yeah. in. Why not yeah. the first season? Why not the second? You know? Why, oh, for why? sure. Well, you know, I'll start with um, in, in how you said, like, you know, you see the black church as your mother. Absolutely. And, and I think my... Um, I've I've written about that I think extensively about what it means that the black church is my mother and and mm. and also really like the offense I take like in the same way if you disrespect my mother like I feel yes. that way about disrespect yes. and with that being said my my earthly mother is not perfect I adore her but she's Absolutely. not perfect right Absolutely. and in the same way we recognize that the the black church as an institution mm-hmm. is not perfect perfect Absolutely. either but there still is this sense of 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 giving honor where honor is due. And that is certainly how I regard um, the Black Church. I think of her not only as my my mother, but my my great great grandmother. I mean, yeah. I, I just yeah. um, yeah. so I was raised in a um, historic Black Baptist tradition, uh, Progressive Baptist, which came out of the National Baptist. My mm-hmm. grandparents, who I'd never met on my mother's side, mm-hmm. were, um, I mean, sold out for the church, sold out for <laughs> Jesus. S O U L. So without exactly, my mind is made up. Okay. <laughs> and and what's just interesting is that because the majority of pictures that I have of them, they both died before my mother was mm-hmm. really in adulthood. Um, but the pictures that I have of them are, uh, with the exception of their wedding day, which is a gorgeous image, um, are all pictures when they are in some kind of church uniform, looking like you know professional ushers. Love it, love you know, it. so that that's the image that I always have of them in service to their local church and in service, obviously, to their family as well. And so um, that's that's the community that shaped me, and and yeah. not only the and so the preaching of um, of my pastor who baptized me, who also was the pastor that married me to my husband. Um, wow. His preaching has been he is, has now since passed away, but his preaching was I think pivotal in shaping me as even a public speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, you know, we use language like first lady, right? Mm-hmm. So the first lady of the church um, had a doctorate degree from Hopkins. And um, every Sunday hearing her announced formally with her academic title, along with our Amazing. head deacons who were black women with doctorate degrees. Of course. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I cannot help but to think that that was not significant in shaping my expectations and and the and the images that I saw and the expectations yeah. I saw of black people and yes. black women specifically. And so um yeah, so it just was it was so critical to my development like that that particular space and not only the the preaching and the community, the fellowship, um the fact that I was everybody's child. I mean what it means to be in that black church experience that I had. And I recognize everybody has kind of their own stories. And some people have stories of trauma too. Um, Mm -hmm. But from early childhood, I had like a, a choir of people saying to me that I had great value saying to me mm-hmm. that um, that I was beautiful, yes. saying to me that I was smart, that I was bright, cheering yes. for me. The way that the way in which I saw yes. children cheered on 
<laughs> like the Easter readings, the yes. solo in the choir, yes. uh, t- talking about your grades every year. Every year that I would come exactly every year that I would come back from uh, undergrad. Every summer I would come back if I visited home uh, during the summer. All the undergrad students, graduate students, would come up to the stage. The pastor would ask us what we were doing. What are you studying? He would bless yes. us. I mean, it was yes, it was so ingrained into kind of that particular culture. And then the other piece was the music. So the um, oh yeah. The, the you know kind of the 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 head um, worship director at the church where you know that raised and discipled me was uh, Nathan Carter and Nathan Carter for people who know black gospel choral music they would know that name he was um, the the kind of the the lead person at mm-hmm. Morgan State University in Baltimore who mm-hmm. so so our choir sounded <laughs> you know like multiple generations combined you know um and with both the ability to sing at that time what would have been kind of this contemporary sound of gospel music but also a deep appreciation for the spirituals and, and the ability to sing them you know in all yes. these different forms of harmonies as well so it was it's it's just it is really a significant part of my personality um and it is what i return to in times of trial and struggle. Um, I can't sing, I can't sing to you any new songs. I can only sing to you. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what y'all singing right now, but I am, I am humming in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of in, invasions of nations like Ukraine, in the midst of, of suffering, the songs that I hear, are this, I'm, I am humming the same songs that the 75 year old woman with the peppermints in her purse <laughs> was humming in church. I'm I'm humming those songs right now, so uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a big a, deal. I'm singing old songs in a strange. <laughs> land. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Hey, you, that's what you're I'm not doing. lying about this strange land. That it's is for a, sure. The old, so, the old songs are, are, are keeping. They, they holding on. They they standing the test of time. Listen, meditational, meditational. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this question back at you since I talked for a while, which was why now? Why why would we do this series at at this moment in time versus you know previous seasons that we've. Um, existed as truth table. Okay. Well, you know what? Hold that thought. I shall hold it. A quick commercial (laughs) break. And I'll come back and answer that question. Okay. So y'all don't go nowhere. Hold on a moment. Em, do you know what's really important for the success of Black Books? Oh, I sure do. That pre-order action. That's we right. We want to make sure everybody knows that if you want to support Black publishers, Black books, Black authors, y'all come on out here and pre-order mm-hmm. this book. Yes, y'all. Pre-order Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at truthstable.com or wherever books are sold. See, I know that you get questions all the time about Bible study and how to study your Bible. What do you tell the people? Well, you know what? First of all, I'm excited that they want to study, right? But I also recognize that, you know, one of the things that really used to intimidate me about just studying scripture is that I would just, I would get overwhelmed with the text, right? And so one of the things I emphasize to people is to get yourself a a translation of the scripture that's easy for you to read, right? Because if it's easy for you to read, right, and there's accuracy as well, right, then you're going to enjoy reading. You're going to be more likely to sit at the table and open up your Bible 
Bible and do that. And the Christian Standard Bible, for example, is easy to read, making it more likely for you and I to stick with our actual Bible reading. How about you? Well, yeah, you know, um, you're right about that. This The CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, CSB, is a Bible translation for everyone, uh, wherever you are in your faith. And we know that people at the table are at different points in their faith and maybe even have some struggle opening up their word. And so the CSB's translation is for you as this Bible has several editions and resources to help you along your journey of lifelong discipleship to Jesus, which is our goal here at Truth's Table. In addition, the CSB offers dozens of different editions to help readers engage with scripture in new and different ways. So if you're a journaling person, they got journaling Bible. If you are a (laughs) meticulous studier, if you are a Berean, they got study Bibles. Hey, hey. (laughs) They have commentary Bibles, just to name a few. There's an edition for everyone. So E, where can people go to get the Christian Standard Bible? They can go to csbible.com. I'm going to repeat it one more again. That's csbible.com. The Year We Learned to Fly by Jacqueline Woodson, illustrated by Rafael Lopez. On a dreary, stuck-inside kind of day, a brother and sister heed their grandmother's advice. Use those beautiful and brilliant minds of yours. Lift your arms, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and believe in a thing. Somebody somewhere at some point was just as bored as you are now. And before they know it, their imaginations lift them up out of their bedroom. Then on a day full of quarrels, it's time for a trip outside their minds again. And they are able to leave their anger behind. Their precious skill, their grandmother tells them, harkens back to the days long before they were born, when their ancestors showed the world the strength and resilience of their beautiful and brilliant minds. Jacqueline Woodson's lyrical text and Rafael Lopez's dazzling art celebrate the extraordinary ability to lift ourselves up and imagine Imagine a better world. Now, Truth Table listeners can purchase The Year We Learned to Fly at penguinrandomhouse.com or wherever books are sold. That's penguinrandomhouse.com or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back at the table talking about the state of the Black church introduction and talking about just our relationship to the Black church. Uh, Christina asked me, before yes, the I did. yes, I did. About why this series? Why now? Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, season one and two, even though I asked her that question first, but that's all right. I'm I sorry. <laughs> Remix. You like how I did that? You like how I did yeah, that? Yeah, she's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, what made us, you know, um, I don't know, y'all. I just think that the church on the whole in America is at a critical point and juncture where um, a lot, um, some of our people are falling away and leaving the church, either leaving the church um, or leaving the faith altogether. Um, There's (laughs) stats that bear that out with Gen Z and Black millennials. And I will let our data, uh, sisters at the table, talk to y'all more about that. You know, so I'll leave that, I'll put a pin there. I would say we're still dealing, well, well, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. I don't care if America wants to pretend that it's over by lifting every restriction. We are still in a pandemic. Okay, that's my PSA. Um, And so people are, you know, people have been isolated, have been away from the physical church building. I am people. I've actually had to be online for Mm. um, the past two years um, Mm. thus far and hoping to uh, re-enter possibly this spring. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I, I, so I think that, right, obviously the, um, the pandemic as well. Um, yeah, and it just seems that people are, um, I don't know, people just seem to be really sh- struggling with their relationship to the church, um, mm. regardless of what that church is, going to be black, brown, white. Um, but of course, um, because of our own love for the black church, and mm-hmm. of which I'm a member, um, mm-hmm. we thought it was really, really important to talk about where are we, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not in a way that's disrespectful or, um, you know, as, as a way to, to pile on or um, say anything negative. We love the black church. We just want to know what, yeah, what's going on? What, what's going on with this? What are, what are the changes? What's the trajectory um, of the black church? How have these things shifted the different topics that we're talking about? Say like for, for worship, for instance, you, you heard me mm. and C talking about, we sing old songs because <laughs> <laughs> they stand the test of time, y'all. I'm just saying. Because we got old problems. Okay. We got old <laughs> problems. We need some old hymns, old songs, you know, to hold us up. That's in my opinion. And so, <laughs> you know, so, but how has, for instance, the, how has black worship shifted in the last 10 years? Cause it has shifted. Um, right. And what is it? Has it shifted for the better, for the good, or is it not? Or is it just like, okay, this is just a good addition. How should we think about um, these things? And like, why is it this season? You know, I don't know. I I, th- I think it's for all the reasons that we explained the, with regard to what well, that I mentioned with the pandemic, isolation, um, and the the onslaught of people going away from the church. And I cannot, I, I don't think that just because this hit maybe the white church a bit harder, mm. I think I would be remiss to say that Trump was not a factor or has not had an impact on why people are leaving the church, even black Gen Z and black millennials. Right. Um, And, and even in in the wake of black lives matter and people feeling like maybe the church didn't, hasn't done enough or didn't lead or whatever. People have all types of feelings, you know, about the church and its civic engagement as of late. So I don't know. I just think a lot of these questions were not, I mean, these things were happening prior to that, but I just, something about the last um, presidency or regime, let me say, mm-hmm. really uh, ratcheted up, I think, the departures in the church. And so yeah. for me, it seems like this is the right time as opposed to 2017 or 2018, right? So season one, season mm-hmm. two um, of Truth's Table. And I think we're just more squarely, um, I don't know just in that, in this space, in ways that we were not, I think when we first began, mm-hmm. yeah, that's me. That's just my guess. What about, what about you, um, Christina, what's your perspective on why and why now? And- yeah, I think, I think that we, when we, when we kicked off truth's table, it was in the midst of a cultural crisis. Now we, now, now truth be told, it's we still so- got some <laughs> cultural crises happening. Okay, this this is one of those things. Like, you know, ain't no party like a crisis party because a crisis party don't stop. stop. You know I mean? It won't stop. But but we really were. People were reeling from um, the election, election. of Do- Donald Trump, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And so our very first series was on re- resistance and trying to bring to bear what the faith. Um, and not no, not no new remix faith, like the faith of old, the faith passed down by the apostles. Well, what what that has to say about um, injustice? What does that have to say about how how do we engage this moment? Um, and how do we still declare the truth? And how yes. do we love people and still hold them accountable? Right yes. from a political standpoint, right? So I think I think we have tried to respond to. We tried to have a pulse on what what needed to be said in the moment as far as our limited 
vision would allow us to see. Yes. And so I think that we've gotten to that place where, so we had a whole series on reparations. This was, this was actually, a, I think, a smidge before a larger movement of Absolutely. Christians calling for reparations. And it was because we kind of had a pulse on where things things are, mm-hmm. um, at least from our, from our own vantage point. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to speak out about that. And so we've, we've tried to notice, to yeah. be really mindful, to listen. So the topics that we pick are not a product of, of, of our own opinion in a vacuum. What we decide to discuss and to learn about and pursue starts with listening to others, starts with listening to like yeah. what's happening outside of us. What, what are people weeping about? What are people in tension about? What, what are people arguing about on Twitter, mm-hmm. for example? And saying, okay, let's, let's take it off of Twitter mm-hmm. and let's bring it to the table and oh. respect and kindness and mutuality and let's dig deep into the topic. And so I personally would rather talk about the beauty and the strengths and the the, the issues yeah. in the life of the Black church at this table, mm-hmm. which is going to honor and tell the truth, than on Twitter, you know what I'm yes. saying, or, yes. or an op-ed. So yes. um, that that I think that's why now and why this particular place. Yeah. So so my last question for you is, what do you want people to get out of this series, you know, when they when it's all said and done, when they've listened to all the one gazillion interviews <laughs> that we have planned, the different voices. When it's well, all, it's a lot of them, y'all. It's a lot. Welcome to the party. Um, yeah. What What do you What do you want them to walk away with, and what What do you want to walk away with? Well, first of all, I love that you said from taking it from Twitter to the table. Come on, listen no, from no, Twitter, because because every by the way, everything is not for Twitter, but. And everything is not even for this table. There are some literal yeah. tables behind doors that are not broadcasted out yeah. for certain types of discussions. And we are always mindful of the varied listeners that we have. Yes, 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 yes. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what do I want people to take away? Well, you know, yeah, I hope that, you know, we've done quite a few of these interviews now. You know, I was trying, I'm actually thinking back to some of the interviews we've done. And so I'm, my hope is that... Um, that as people tune in and listen, whether they are have been harmed by the black church, whether they've experienced, you know, spiritual abuse, um, whether they love, you know, the black church to have fond and great memories, you know, um, uh, of the black church, or whether they've walked away from the faith, because we know that there's we have listeners that um, are not believers or were believers, but you know that have since. Um, you know, left the faith. My hope is that they would they would be drawn back, that they would maybe at least, you know, consider once again or begin once again. Or or my, my other hope is that people that have left, say, multi-ethnic or white churches, you know, that are black, that they'd be like, and, but didn't ever consider maybe either the black church or maybe, and maybe they had their own history with the black church. So they're like, I don't want to deal with that. Then they would reconsider, you know, like, like look again. You know, try one more again, you know, to see, um, you know, uh, if that's where God's calling you. Uh, is God calling you to return? Is God calling you to uh, to come and join the black church, maybe for the first time um, or again, right? Uh, that's my hope. And, my, and then my hope is that people will be pointed to Christ at the end of the day. Like, I love how you say, ain't no faith remixes at the table. No, no, there's not. <laughs> You're not going to hear that. You're just not going to hear no no remixes at the table, okay? We believe in old-time religion, okay? <laughs> it was good enough for the apostles. It was good enough for our ancestors, Ida and Harriet. That's what we is holding on. It was good enough for Helen and Arit, 
our grandmothers, <laughs> that's what we holding on to. <laughs> that's what we talk about at this year table. And so, so I just want to say that very clearly. Um, and so I hope that you hear that honor, um, but also, but not a hagiography, right? Like, so that you can hear like, okay, what are the, what are some issues? What are some right. areas of growth? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do we need to do better at? Where have we fallen short? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Cause nobody's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, the right. church show enough ain't perfect, which is why Jesus came and died for the church. Um, so how, you know, what, what are areas to grow in, you know? And I just feel that people, I, I just hope that people feel like they're seen, heard, mm-hmm. um, and cared for. That's from the pastor mm-hmm. down to the congregant, right? Yes, we right. got it, We got some stuff in there for, I think, just about everybody who's mm-hmm. walked the, um, walk, entered the, the doors of the church or, and who have not considered entering the doors of the church. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about, what about you, see? Yeah, all, ditto to everything. Yeah, ditto to everything you said. And I, yeah, I would love for people to um, to learn, <laughs> to develop a deeper appreciation um, for uh, God at work through this group of people that are part of the, the larger kind of tapestry of God's diverse people throughout time around the globe, right? Yeah. So, and and I think there, there are some deep riches, right, to learn from the persecuted church and uh-huh. the, 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 the early church in scripture. And I would be as so bold to say that the Black church in America uniquely represents um, a connection to the persecuted and the early church in a way that some other traditions do not. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that's not to exclude other, other groups at all, but I think there is something unique and beautiful to be found in the black church tradition. And I think particularly we have lots of listeners who are passionately, you know, justice minded types. Mm -hmm. Um, They, matter of fact, they may tolerate hearing us talk our churchy talk, um, <laughs> right. They're like this. Right. Just they like. Can y'all just go on and talk about justice? Can you go on and talk about it? and white supremacy? Down, down. And I'm like, yes, let's. Yes, yes. It's a principality. Don't worry about it. It is under the Lord's feet. <laughs> um, just, yeah, you know. Um, but for for those uh, people, I would want them to know that it was for me. It was not my sociology degree with an emphasis in race, class, and gender that made me passionate about justice. It was not my social science uh-huh. <laughs> graduate degrees. It was that the Lord, the Lord of, of all creation, uh-huh. the God who is sovereign uh-huh. and supreme and holy, 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 his throne is righteousness and justice. And the church that taught me that, that was the black church yeah. that taught me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's the same church that told me that you need the Lord, you need Jesus, and you need to repent and you need to buffet the flesh. I mean, it, ta- it taught me language like that Never. too, yes. which which I recognize for some people is like, what? What does that mean? Well, listen, uh, p- uh, our own personal piety and the pursuit of social holiness are interconnected. And it is that tradition that told me that those things must hold hands in order to have credibility, in order to have staying power. And so at the very least, we just want to lift that up and introduce that again um, and and learn together. And ultimately, yeah, we we make no, uh, we're not deceptive. We want y'all to see the Lord. (laughs) We want you to see Jesus. We would like you to see Jesus. We would like you to see Jesus. We would like to see Jesus in in these stories and narratives. And so far, even through the interviews, it has allowed, I think, both of us at times to just see uh, the beauty of the Lord just kind of 
just walking through these stories that 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 Emmanuel God is with us God is indeed still with us through the power of the Holy Spirit and it um yeah it, it it's been refreshing uh recording and developing this content and so it's a gift back and it's also I think our gift back to the black church yeah yeah it is it is um this is this is our love offering if you will um toward the black church and let me let me say this so let me set y'all up for what you can expect right i'm gonna tell you the exact rollout of the shows because first of all we don't do that step one step two it might change all right it might change, okay and we don't and we don't want y'all to try to hold us okay <laughs> Because we got things going on in our life and world. All right. All right. We got a lot going on. Uh, so we are doing, we're starting off with the State of the Black Church. You will definitely hear that series go on um, for the duration of March. And then in April, we're shifting gears to um, our book. And so you'll be hearing us talk about our book, talk about our chapters a little bit more. So you'll be able to get, you'll get behind the book. 12 times, okay? 12 times you go get bum, the bum, 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 bum. Pre-order a book. And so- <laughs> By the way, have we mentioned that, that you should pre-order a book? Pre-order a book. You know, um, go through the book, you know, so 12 chapters, 12 weeks. Um, and then after that, we will re, uh, we will pick up the series again. Now, I will give you a disclaimer in that our preaching series will occur after our book, um, our, our 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 book section of the season, if you will, um, and that, that actually was not on purpose. Actually, <laughs> we know that's what you want to hear, but that actually was not on purpose. That is because we have some very um, um, honorable, well respected, um, I'd say, highly reputable. Okay, let me say, um, pastors coming to the table, and that means that they booked and busy, um, and life is just lifing. As it does, and it's so out here. So it it's so we've had you know we we have some scheduling things. So we so so that one is pushed out because of scheduling things. Mm-hmm. But it is going to come. But you'll hear that one probably uh, around the summertime. So we just wanted to let you know, like, wait, where, where's preaching at? <laughs> come on, now. don't tell Kay about the word. We do. Exactly. Trust me. So we you, do. <laughs> Make sure you get in the word with truth table. Okay. Listen, <laughs> listen. Every day that available through uh, audio podcast. <laughs> listen. So so that's what you can expect. You know, of this season, um, it, it might be a slightly shorter season, probably ending at the end of September, early October, um, because of all the things we got going on at the table. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited actually to talk about those things. I mean, see, do you want to tell the people about some of the other things we got going on? We did just mention the other podcast and the book <laughs> and oh my goodness. Yeah, we've got, we've, got all kind of, <laughs> we've got all kinds of things going on. And, you know, I was telling Akimini this, we've been, this has been my, trying to be my mantra about just gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Yeah. And, um, so there's just so many things to be grateful for in this particular season. So we have the book, the book, uh, truth table, uh, book, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. That's coming out April 12th. And I think, we, have we mentioned this? I mean, did we mention that you should pre-order? Oh, you know you what? You should okay. pre-order. <laughs> let me just about once let me just say it. Just yeah. want to say it again, just pre-order. in case you missed that. You should pre-order that book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's coming out. And then, you know, I have a book project that I've done in collaboration with a friend and colleague, co-author Chad Brennan. That book is called Faithful Anti-Racism. And that one is due out in March. Yeah. Um, and that book is is all about moving past talk to systemic change, right? And it's written to the church, people who say, 
I believe the Bible and I love the Lord. I'm like, okay, well, this one is for you right. <laughs> about anti-racism, about naming that thing and and taking it apart brick by brick um, by, by the grace of God and power by the spirit. So check that one out. Um, then, you know, we have, you know, what I hope will be a summer of virtual and maybe even a couple sprinkling of, of live events. Oh, so and so nice. we look forward to in a, oh. a safe way as possible, seeing some mass faces um, <laughs> this, this, this summer as well. Amazing. And then one of the really big projects, which, which um, has been really life giving. And I'm telling you, Kimmy, I run into people all the time that the get in the word with truth table audio Bible podcast is a part of their daily yeah, I know. devotion. I, love it. Um, I ran into a woman recently who came up to me and was talking to me like she she's known me since I was you know knee high to a grasshopper okay and I, I'm just as sweet as pie and just was like I you know what what number are we on today are we on day 55 what 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 day are we on? it was like the collective we you know and it was as if I was reading this live to her that morning but I, but I am so grateful to uh, for us to be partnered in doing that um, audio Bible together with IVP. Yeah. And I know that it's been impacting uh, people, certainly first and foremost, Black women that have been listening to it. But I get feedback from oh, people yeah. from everybody, all, everybody basically everybody. about yeah. that, um, from us reading out the scripture with with our own inflections and how we feel about it. And then, and then, and then obviously the prayers at the end. So y'all definitely, definitely, you want to check that out. And by the way, even though it's the Bible in the year, it doesn't mean that you had to start at January 1. Uh-huh. You, you know, your start of the year could be April 1. It could be May 1. It could be today. It could yes. be today. They yes. are numbered. They are numbered for you. Yeah. Um, so don't talk yourself out of it. And the same way that you binge watch Netflix, you know you can binge the word. Come on well. now. Get in the word. Today. And, and, and tell them about the theme song. Tell them about the theme song. Oh, yes. The theme song. Okay. So yeah, get in the word with Tracy. Well, man, that theme song, everybody keep talking to us about that theme song, which was produced by <laughs> friend of the table. So chill. Nabil Entz, who also did the theme song for Truth Table, the original Truth Table. <laughs> Talk about him. Talk and, about him. Um, you know, myself and Christina actually co-wrote that song. So y'all need to get in the word. Y'all need to get in the word. See, and, and if you're on Patreon, you could literally see us doing the get in the word dance right now. Yes. Could you only imagine what is happening? And, 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 and by the way, if you are listening and that song energizes you, you've got your yes. whole routine, Could you, would you mind sending us like a little clip of you getting in the word? Yes. <laughs> I love to see. I know people are rave about their songs. All like, Singing the song, getting ready, you know, however, <laughs> however you do what you do. Send one of those clips our way because it is such an encouragement to us and it will encourage other people as well. It is. It is. So y'all, my goodness, this was really, really great. I'm really, really excited about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. About this season and this series, stretch your hands toward us because we'll be busy, but <laughs> you know, and there's nothing holy about busyness, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, uh, Christina always joked and honestly, we probably will. Season seven of Truth Tables is going to be a a season of silence. Listen. Y'all just gonna watch us sit here silently. <laughs> I'm like, today you're gonna be meditating for 35 minutes with a commercial <laughs> break because, you know, Sally may want her money. That it hadn't been canceled yet. Come on, by. Cancel, Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. So, y'all, <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting sitting at the table with y'all this season. Uh, thank you for staying at the table with us. And, of course, let us, give us your thoughts. 
keep the conversation going. Tell us your thoughts about the state of the black church. Maybe even share your own relationship uh, to the black church. You can tweet us those thoughts about that episode using the hashtag truth table. Um, or you can always email us too. Um, and black women, don't forget, we have a black women's discipleship group on Facebook. On so make sure to follow Truth Table and join our Facebook group today. Invite your friends. Okay. Uh, well, your homegirls. Okay. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truth Table. And don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And our video editor is Daryl Bradford. And we have been your hosts, Akemini. And Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.